gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-in items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting special episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD, and the Caribbean Professionals, LLC. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. Now we have quite a bit of inspirational moments episodes, the more the merrier because we are about inspiring people the best way possible. And we have a special guest today, Miss Danette Mahavir. Hi, Danette. Welcome to the program. Thank you so very much for having me. Oh my God, it's a pleasure to have you here. And guys, I'm your host, Princess Tia, and I'll be piloting you all through this program as we take you on a journey of inspiration and Danette's life journey because I was reading her bio and I read some of the book that she has promoting and trust me it is a powerhouse now Danette we're gonna go through your bio little by little because I want to hear you know the trials you've been through how you overcome them you know so you were born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, and you left at age 25 to the States. Tell us about that period. Yeah, so I grew up in a rural part of Jamaica, and you know, I have four other siblings. My mom was a single mom, um, you know, and found my husband, who is also Jamaican and living in the United States in New Jersey. So after we got married, I migrated to the United States. You gave birth to a beautiful girl named Sohila. Have I pronounced it right? Yes, you said it right. <laughs> Sohila. Sohila London. That's correct. And that's how London photography came about. But before we, before we get to London photography, tell us about completing your bachelor's degree in hotel management, arts and entertainment and your daughter. Well, absolutely. So my first degree in hospitality and entertainment tourism management, I did that at the Mani College in St. Anne. Um, and then <laughs> uh, my daughter was born in Orlando, basically, after I left my husband um, at seven months pregnant. I left New Jersey and spent a lot of part of my pregnancy in Orlando where she was born. 
Uh, my daughter Sahila is now five years old and she is just the joy of my life. Now, Danette, you wear many hats. Take time with me, please. Take time with me. <laughs> you are an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, women's rights advocate, hey, certified life coach, philanthropist, and the list goes on. Tell us about each of these hats and how did you accomplish them? Ah, oh my God, where to start? I feel like most of uh, the hats that I currently wear um, started or was birthed from my personal experience and personal traumas. Um, you know, after after undergoing and experiencing firsthand domestic violence, um, it it just pushed me into the purpose that God had for me. Um, I it was not until then that I wrote my wrote and, and published my first book called Leave Alive, which is more written in the guide, a form of a guide to help other domestic violence victims who are currently going through what I've gone through um, and, and being able to pour out some of the wisdom and the experience and, and signs to look for and how to actually deal with that situation. Um, and from that, um, you know, I became a certified life coach where, you know, I'm giving back in a way, you know, where I'm helping people align into their purpose and going through different traumas and personal experiences in their life. Um, through my book and just my experience again, I became a motivational speaker, um, a domestic violence advocate, and I've just been, you know, able to, um, you know, just help other people because of what I've gone through and the knowledge I've gained and the experience, you know, how they say experience teaches you wisdom. And I'm just passing on that um, that wisdom through the different um, arenas that I'm, I'm able to, you know, different platforms that, I, that I'm blessed to be a part of. Amazing. Now, Danette's philosophy, well, before I get to that, just to remind the folks that I'm speaking with, the beautiful Danette Mahabir, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, certified life coach, women's rights advocate, and the list goes on. And this program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment, LTD, and Caribbean Professionals, LLC. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, Need Bouncy Castle's face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. Now you are a born again Christian and your 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 philosophy is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's my favorite scripture passage one off. Tell us about that journey. How do you choose your faith? Well, you know, through uh, the domestic balance journey, I even when I left and I thought, okay, just leaving the abusive home. Um, you know, I thought leaving the abusive home would would just be the end of that trauma. It was just the beginning and I didn't know that. And so I hit rock bottom. I was being stalked. I was harassed. You know, I lost everything. I'm starting all over. And now I have a little baby in my hand and I could just hear God telling me, you know, you've tried everything and everyone and everything else fails and I'm still here with wide open arms. And that just spoke to my spirit. And I just, you know, I found the church that I was going to. 
and I told the pastor, I was like, I want to get baptized, you know, and it's been since 2016 that I've been on this, you know, Christian journey, you know, faithful Christian journey where I've wholeheartedly given my life to God and just having his will be done in my life. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. And if I had to go through everything I've gone through to find him again, <laughs> um, I would do it because I feel like sometimes when everything is going great in our lives, it's easy for us to be like, oh, we're fine. We don't need God. And so it was at that low, very low moment in my life that I was able to find God in the most humble way and um you know that that scripture i can do all things through christ he didn't say i can do all things by myself and sometimes i feel like before i found him i was trying to do things in my own strength i was taking credit for things that were happening in my life um and so i can do all things through christ and the thing that i'm able to do through christ is easy easier done than if i were trying to use my own strength so, you know, I, with that verse, even sometimes when I experience, you know, adversity and stuff like that in my life, I'm like, I can do this and I will, I will, I will overcome. There's so many scriptures to, to back that scripture up, you know, and I'm like, I am victorious, you know, yes. he's for me, he's not against me. And so just, just living on even one of those scriptures will get you through some of the toughest, roughest time of your life. And so that scripture was that scripture and it's still that scripture for me today. No, I like how the first couple of words from the book, you know, um, the, the summary, uh, live a life, is it? Live a life or live a life? Live a Your life. book, live a yes. life. It's a guide, you know, because most books say this book is about, but how you put it, it's a guide, you know, to help victims of, of, of this act, you know, you know, walk through it, you know, go through it. Tell us about the book. Absolutely. So again, you know, after experiencing everything I've been through, you know, with the while I was there and after I left and, you know, the knowledge I've gained and the resources I was able to, you know, find, you know, through other people who were supporting me and, mm -hmm. you know, I was just laying in bed one night and all I heard in the spirit was leave alive. And I was like, leave alive. I'm like, that is a book that God is telling me to write. Mm -hmm. And then the topic was leave alive. And it made so much sense to me. You know, you hear that and it's self-explanatory. Leave alive. Yes. Oftentimes, you know, because whether it's uh, financial dependency, low self-esteem, um, lack of self-love and self-identification, we get to the point where um, we stay or we go back because we feel like nobody else will love us the way they love us. They, they lie to us, you know, and, and so you keep going back and going back and going back and you, you, keep, you keep getting lied to and you stay and stay until things get escalated. And now you hear of those uh, tragedy stories where, you know, someone died from it so mm -hmm. you know that's how um it was birthed for sure um you know and from from again i made it in the, the form of a guide simply because 
yes, telling my story. I'm I'm getting the opportunity to do that to do that now through mm-hmm. platforms such as yours and like um hey. <laughs> events. Um, you know, and that would come afterwards where I could tell you what happened and what I've experienced personally. But me telling my experience in a book, I, I don't think that would have been as effective as me writing the book the way I did in the form of a guide to help somebody to say this is what you need to do this is what you need to not do um if you're in that situation i'm telling you from first hand experience i feel like that is way more valuable than somebody just picking up my, picking up my book who is a current victim and just reading of someone that was victimized <laughs> so i feel i feel i feel like you know the way i wrote this book i wanted to be that I wanted to be that person who is even if I don't know a victim and they have a copy of my book to yes. say I believe you and I am supporting you and True. you are not alone. You know, that's what I wanted that book to be and not just me playing the victim and being victimized over and over and over, but to let you know I am a survivor. I got out and I'm okay and you will get out and you will be okay too. amazing amazing so tell us a brief synopsis of how were you abused and what is domestic violence you know um let's start with what is domestic violence domestic violence um is anything that takes away your personal right so people may think that domestic violence is someone is not you know banging their head into a wall they're not being abused there's so many different forms of abuse that falls under the umbrella of domestic violence you know domestic violence can happen to men women and children you know um domestic violence include being abused like financial abuse sexual abuse psychological abuse verbal abuse emotional abuse um you know these are all abuse no matter what um and somebody does not have to put his or her hands on you for you to be able to identify that you are in a domestic violence situation um you know domestic violence includes the manipulation the control the ego um the narcissism you know um the isolation of friends and family that you know which if eventually leads to depression you know like these things it's it's just a toxic let me put it this way a toxic environment very toxic environment for anyone that feels oppressed in that situation and so to move on to um you know telling you a little bit about my story my personal story with domestic violence um you know i was pregnant during the ordeal um you know sadly for me I got married to this person very quickly and that's something that I've elaborated on in my book as well where you know abusers will typically force you to make long-term commitments or decisions in a short period of time they'll give you an ultimatum and you're you're you know sometimes you you feel forced into making that decision it's just like somebody walk up to you now and say I got a car for you to buy by now and you're like that's not a decision that you just make on the spot that's something you have to think about what is going to be uh my interest rate how much is the car like you know there's so many different things and so i was uh 
a victim of that you know i i i fell for it someone wants to marry me in a month after meeting them and you know and and was able to pretend until after that took place and so not too long after we got married you know we um we um i i basically started seeing all the uh signs the red flags you know and i i i want to beat myself up i was like had i waited for a few more months i would have seen these red flags but that's the reason why he did it the way he did because he also knew that um and so i fell for it i fell in a trap um i i thought okay you know we could we could make this work and once i was pregnant it was just going downhill you know everything was just going downward and Ooh. you know it started off with you know the verbal the gaslighting you know Jeez. you know yeah the, the the you know all the different name calling and stuff like that to where now it might be a finger pointing in your forehead to where it's grabbing yes. off the hand grabbing off the hair um mm -hmm. long story short you know the last situation that happened which was like the straw that broke the camel's back for me um i was seven months pregnant and it was over nothing literally all i said was i'm not staying in here with you and i, mm -hmm. I proceeded to walk out of the room and i was quickly pinned pinned down to a bed with my hands over my head Whoa. and his, his his knees are pinned me down on the bed over my seven months pregnant belly and his knuckles pressed into my ears and i i literally saw my life flash before me he he was in so much rage you know um and the position i was locked in i just felt like there there is no way out of this until i like kind of flipped my body in a different position which could have harmed the baby but yes. that's the only thing i could have done To, otherwise I could have stayed there and he could have just stayed there the whole time and then I just die. I've always been a warrior and I'm not just I'm not gonna I'm not just gonna give in. And when I saw my life flash before me, Princess Tia, I I knew I had to 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 change that. And I looked at the monster over me in rage and anger and I I heard myself ask him, "Are you trying to make me lose this baby?" And when I heard those words coming out of my own mouth, that was my wake-up call. I was like, that's exactly what's about to happen if I stay. And so, you know, that's what happened. I seven months pregnant. I left New Jersey to Orlando and start my life over again from scratch. Based on your knowledge, what what resources are available for victims? You know, I, I do a lot of podcast interviews and I tell people all the time, you know, while I'm going through it or a matter of fact, before I was a victim, I did not know or have any idea that these resources were even a thing, <laughs> that they were even available, you know, and now that someone who's gone through it is sitting before you guys, you're hearing their personal story. I'm telling you the knowledge and awareness I am trying to build and spread not only here in the United States all over the world because this is a pandemic that has affected our society in itself. Um you know it it it, it doesn't care if you're black white it doesn't care if you're religion your sex or age nothing. Okay this is happening everywhere and too often. And so building awareness is is what I'm trying to do because 
you know, it wasn't until I was going through it, my thoughts were all over the place. I didn't know my head from my foot, right? But it was during that time that I I realized how much resources are out there to help people that are currently being victimized in this way. You know, um, there were advocacy centers that helped me, domestic violence shelters. And, and through those advocacy centers, I was connected with, for example, legal aid. I didn't know about legal aid. And legal aid, they assigned me a an attorney for free. This attorney helped me with order protection, helped me with my divorce, free of cost. I did not know that existed. But because mm-hmm. of the advocacy centers, who I was connected with, you know, they were able to connect me with other resources like a linked chain. And, you know, it made such a huge impact and such a huge difference on what that journey would have looked like for me without those resources. So, you know, in every city, every state, every country, every part of the world that you are, there are these places out there in advocacy centers to help people who are going through this thank god for phones and thank god for internet and 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 and, and google you can you can jump on your phone and you can say domestic violence shelter near me i know in america we have a domestic violence hotline get familiar with whatever resources that are available in your part of country or city or state and the reason of course is it's it's not just always for you it could be for a sister a mom an aunt a cousin a brother somebody else who's going through it and because you know of these resources you're able to help that person so you know i think building awareness on you know the act itself and also building awareness on the resources that are out there to combat the act is is definitely important why do victims return or sometimes stay with the abuser? Uh, Princess Tia, um, unfortunately, a lot of victims will return because an abuser knows how to make you, you the victim or a victim, become financially dependent. That's one of the main reasons. Um, and I see it every day. You know, I can't leave. Where am I going to go? I can't afford rent. He's paying the bills. They will make sure that you're either financially dependent on them or that they are controlling your finances to the point where you won't be able to survive because they have it where your money is going into a joint account and you don't know what what's the first step to take where that is concerned the second reason why victims tend to stay is because of a low self-esteem you know um abusers will prey on you whether you're confident or not and if you're confident they will have you second thinking your own self and self-value and self-worth Nobody's going to love you. You know, you, you'll start feeling like you're ugly. You're not beautiful. You're not loved. You're not worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, your self-esteem is now low and you just don't feel like you can uh, you can be beautiful to someone else after, after what you've gone through. You know, mm-hmm. you feel hopeless. Um, and, and so they stay because it's easier in their minds. It's just at that point when you're a victim, it feels easier to stay because now once you leave, and that's why victims go back. The reason why they go back, they left and they went to an aunt's or a mom's house or a friend's house. And the abuser will just nag, will just harass you to the point where 
it's emotionally draining for anyone your phone is ringing off a hundred times for the day please come back you know popping up at your workplace you know all these different things and you know a victim will just be like i just don't want to have to deal with this anxiety so i think i should just go back and you know wow. and, and 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 some some abusers will will basically you know come off as apologetic you know i'm sorry I, you know, I, 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 I snapped, you know, I didn't mean to, um, you know, these little things, I love you. I, I it's never going to happen again. And, you know, it's, it's hard when you love someone to just unlove them immediately. And, right. it, you know, and so now here is the victim being very empathetic to the abuser and think I'm going to give him or her another chance. Um, and 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 then Just, it happens really again, gonna, and it happens again. But then guess what? It happens again and happens worse. You know, it happens again and happens worse because it's never going backward. It's always going to escalate. I promise you. If you speak with every domestic violence survivor or even victims, if they're you know willing to speak, is like what they're experiencing now was not what they experienced six months ago. But it's worse than what they experienced six months ago. So it's always going to escalate. So going back is never the option, you know. <laughs> and that's the Good reason talk. my book is called Leave Alive. Leave, Leave while alive. you still have life. Leave while you still have life and hope. Because if you stay and stay or you keep going back and going back, you're going to end up being a dead person. I need to no read hope. that book. <laughs> I need to read that book. Wow. So let me ask you, um, Lady Donnet, what are some warning signs of abusers? All right. So, you know, some of the warning signs, the first, you know, is like the control. So even in the earlier stage of a relationship, you know, we can detect red flags and signs, you know. Um, you think about, for example, someone who you just met, but every every time of the day, every second of the day, they're calling. What are you doing now? Where are you now? You know, and you're you have no freedom whatsoever. And he's like, oh, I'm leaving the house now. Okay, I'm at work now. Oh, where are you now? What are you eating? You know, sometimes it can be it, it, it can come off as cute, and oh, he's all into me or she's all into me. But it is it is a sign to be aware of, you know, um, if somebody wants to be on the phone with you all the time for hours and hours and you're in the store and they're on the phone, you know, and you're at work and they're on the phone and, and, and it, that is a red flag. That is definitely a red flag to look for, a sign. You know, controlling someone who's controlling you where they don't like this on you. They think you should do this instead of that. You don't have the freedom to choose. They want to tell you what to do. Um, that is definitely a sign to look for as well. You know, so it starts off with these little things. As I said, like making uh, long-term commitments in short-term periods. You know, wanting to marry you right away. Um, you know, like you have to look for these little signs. It starts off. It doesn't always start off with with your head being banged into a wall. You know, it's the little things like that. How can we 
the public help victims, you know, who were in this, were in this battle. The first thing and the main thing that every citizen can do to help victims is be vigilant, be aware. When when, when you, you, you work in an environment and you see Pam or Mary or John walks in with bruises or, you know, doesn't look the way they looked last week, be observant and reach out and let people know we care for them and we're here for them because victims will bottle things up they want trust everybody to tell their stories to because they feel ashamed, right? But when people know that they can rely on you, depend on you, you love them, you support them, they're more likely to open up to you, you know, um, and tell you what's going on. But like, for example, I was working in, um, and this was after my situation, I was a manager for like 30 people. And one of the girls, she walked into work and she was an hour late and we had a big assessment going on that day. So we're running in the elevator and she walked in and, you know, we're all standing in the elevator mm-hmm. and she said, good morning. And I was like, good morning. And I looked at her immediately and knew something was off. And I, as a manager, I could have said, why are you late? You're late. Go back home. And I looked at her and I pulled the elevator door open and I, I looked her in the eye and said, are you okay? And she just, she couldn't even say no. She just shook her head and closed her eyes, you know, shook her head no. And I looked at her, I said, do you want to talk about it? And she said, I guess. And I came out the elevator, told my staff, go on up, do this, I'll be there. And I brought her into the break room privately. And I, 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 first and foremost, I hugged her and I let her know it is okay. And I'm here for you before I even said what happened, you know, and I stayed calm and collective and supportive and pathetic the whole time, you know, and I see where a situation, and a matter of fact, she was in an abusive situation he, where her head was banged in the wall the night before she went to bed with a terrible head. I see where this could have been overlooked in many different organizations, in many different workplaces with different managers. You're late, go back home. I don't want to hear it, you know, or right. you're late, put your bag down, we don't have time to talk, get to work, chop, chop, chop. You, you know, see, many um, companies but, don't take the time once to get to know their staff and what they're going exactly. through. You know, so wow, you are you are a tower of strength. You know, and so wow. I feel like that's how us, you know, check on your neighbors, check on your family, check on your friends, yes. check on your co-workers. You know, right. you don't see somebody show up to church two Sundays, three Sundays. Don't wait till a six months to say, Oh, I haven't seen sister so and so or brother so and so. You know, check on that person. I missed you at church this past Sunday. You know, I hope everything is okay. Just know I'm here for you. You know, mm-hmm. the little things. You know, um, and as on the flip side, I tell victims, if they're listening to any of the podcasts that I'm on or any motivational speaking events that I'm doing, I tell if you're a victim, reach out to someone, break the silence. You know, nobody can really know that you're being abused unless you trust someone. And because your abusers tend to isolate you from friends and family and support system it's very hard for you to do it but you have to that's the only way for you to get help yes totally agree 
So how can persons purchase your book and find you on social media? So my book is available on Amazon.com. It's available on BarnesandNoble.com and through my publisher, AuthorHouse.com. And of course, if anybody wants a personally signed copy, I don't care what part of the world you are, we can make it happen. There's Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. And I can have one personalized signed and shipped to you as well. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Danette Mahabir and also on the Leave Alive Facebook and Instagram page at Leave Alive Today. You can also send me an email at leavealivetoday at gmail.com. There you go, folks. Remember, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you soon. This is Caribbean Professionals, LLC, where simplicity is the best thing. We provide a wide range of services including audio editing, website building and maintenance, music production, just to name a few. Are you an entrepreneur or music producer or tired of office management handling? Let us take care of it for you. That's right, you heard me. We provide virtual assistant services to take care of your office management needs. We also offer a wide range of courses such as podcast training, public speaking, and entrepreneurship consultation for small, medium, and large enterprises. So come, let us take your brand and put it into the world's hands. Our team is ready to serve you in true Caribbean style. Yes, come and talk with us. We are Caribbean Professionals LLC, where simplicity is the best thing.